Peace, peace, family. This is your Black to Roots podcast, and I'm your host, Tangie. And today is the final segment of my non-smoking journey. Now, a lot of you guys are probably, you know, wondering what's been going on (laughs) with, you know, the skin. What's been going on with my skin? What's been going on with this little muffin top I got in front of me (laughs) that seems to hang over my panties? Um, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, my sex drive is out of control. Um, my hair has grown a lot, which is odd. <laughs> like, it's, it's grown a lot lately. Um, still having some issues with my skin overall. Like, I'm noticing dark spots in places that I've never seen them before. Like, my rib cage, and I'm, you know, I'll be having these melanoma scares and shit. <laughs> You know, and then the little beauty marks, I'm noticing that those little um, strawberry patch marks, the little black dots that are all over my skin, I'm noticing that those are fading away and some are even popping out of my skin. Um, But they're not blackheads. They almost look like moles everywhere. But I'm noticing that they're literally leaving my skin. So I can't help but to wonder if that's a part of, um, you know, the toxins that that I was putting into my body with smoking. So that's just uh, a little thing that I've noticed as well. Now, my appetite has slowly subsided. I know when I first quit back in May, I was snacking like crazy. Like I had to have, you know, my cupcakes and sunflower seeds and chips and all of this junk. And here lately, um, I find myself being really bored. So I'll go get like a little 50 cent bag of chips or something. But I'm noticing that I don't even want to snack anymore. I don't have a taste for all of the sweets. You know, I don't have a taste for um, the foods that I, I was craving so harshly back in May. And uh, granted, I gained my weight pretty fast. But I'm, I'm journaling down like how my body is beginning to regulate itself which I was hoping would happen. Um, I rapidly gained like over 50 pounds and now I'm slowly losing uh, that weight. So I'm watching it, you know, closely. Like I had had got all the way up to 260 pounds, y'all. Right now I'm at 250. Um, Like when I first started, like sometime in June, I had lost 30 pounds just as fast as I put it on. And that didn't last long, you know, with me going to the gym and all of that. It quickly subsided because I noticed I was getting more buff and not burning any, you know, burning a lot of fat. So I slowed down. Um, But yeah, the journey is amazing. Um, I'm just (laughs) back to feeling pretty again. Um, After, you know, unwrapping my hair, and just letting it hang and breathe. I'm noticing like I'm not as bad as I thought I was. You know what I'm saying? I went shopping for myself and bought some clothes that actually fit, you know, because I couldn't fit nothing that I was fitting, you know, a few months back. Um, so I got, you know, some more clothes. I did a little bit of wardrobe shopping. I feel a lot better. I look a lot better. Um, and it's not as bad as I thought, you know, um, when you're wearing tight ass clothes everything looks souped up 
when you're wearing clothes that actually fit, it really don't look that bad. You know, I feel good with my juicy. <laughs> you know, I'm still um, trying to carve it out because I know what's healthy and what's not. And um, I'm not built to be big. I'm already tall. I'm not built to be big. So that's not healthy for me. Um, I'm going to slim down a little bit. Not built to be skinny, but I'm also not built to be obese. So um, I'm working on that. But if I had to take away something from this, it would be um, when you make a drastic change in your life physically um, and and there's a, a cleansing process happening, there's also something spiritual taking place. Your willpower is different. Um, it's learning to do what it's supposed to do. Um, your psyche is changing. Your psyche is learning to accept and reject things that it did not accept and reject before. So there's a process of acceptance happening and, um, forgiveness is taking place, you know, um, being comfortable and there's a certain type of hope that, that hovers over you, you know, like hoping that you quit in time before you caught some terminal illness or hoping that, um, you know, that it actually works out for you for the better, right? I must say that there there is a little bit of fear that I, I started to deal with um, in like the second or third month. I was noticing little spots like on my skin and it was just scaring the shit out of me. Like, oh my God, it's cancer, right? <laughs> like in my mind, I'm thinking like, I didn't see this before, you know? And I'm noticing that when you're going through a cleansing process, oh, your skin goes through some changes, and so do your vajayjay when you're a female. Um, a lot of toxins have left my body, and I must say, you know, even when I took the parasite cleanse, I was noticing some wild shit that I didn't see before, and it feels good. Like, I feel cleaner on the inside, you know? I feel cleaner on the outside, you know, and... I'm actually excited about um, about continuing my journey. Um, and regardless of whatever takes place in the future, I can honestly say that I have not had any urges to smoke. I'm not triggered by it. You know, like people around me smoke all the time. It doesn't bother me. The smoke stinks still. It smells gross. But I, I'm not triggered like having urges and, and, and thinking about smoking. No, not by, not by a long shot. Now, when I reached that 260-pound mark, I was like, shit, I might need to go back to smoking tonight, you know, so that I don't blow up to no 300 pounds. But that was just a, a thought that came and went. And obviously, logic kicked in and says, no, I'd rather burn off my weight or eat a lot more healthier than to risk my lungs and risk terminal illness. You know what I'm saying? So I, um, I quickly decided um, and took the ladder on that one. But... Um, the takeaway for me is, is amazing, you know, and I'm encouraging anybody that's going through this or would like to, to do it, challenge yourself, you know what I mean? And don't look at it so much as you're, you're getting something taken away from you. If people is doing a seven day vegan challenge or people are doing all of these crazy ass challenges, why you can't do that as a challenge? Like just stop smoking everything. No sugar, nothing white, no, no flour, no sugar. You know what I'm saying? No salt no cigarettes like why you can't challenge yourself and do that shit for two weeks or 30 days and just see what happens to you 
You know what I mean? I think it, 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 if we, it's our perspective that keeps us from doing the things we know we're supposed to do. So I believe if you if you challenge yourself with it instead, instead of making it a job or some weird shit that you really don't want to do, make it a challenge for everybody to do and, and bring the world with you, you know, on the journey. Um, I think it's amazing, you know, and I'm hoping to see more results, <laughs> you know. I'm going to start posting some pictures um, of my journey. Uh, so you guys can see the weight loss journey and the, the skin cleansing journey on my Black Tarus YouTube channel. So I want y'all to start checking that out and subscribe, share it and subscribe and tell the people that you're sharing it to subscribe, you know, so we, we can we can get people to see what's going on. Um, and without further ado, y'all know I had to come at y'all with a story time, right? So here goes. All right. We going to a party, right? Me and my friends. This is like, I want to say, had to be somewhere between 1997, 1998. This is right before I got pregnant with my oldest daughter. All right. So she was born in May of 98. So this had to be like the winter time of 97. Winter time 97, I want to say. And everybody wanted to go out. So we go into the anchor bar. Now, let me tell you what happens at the anchor bar. First of all, what do we got on? Now, back then, I was modeling and I also, uh, I used to dress weird. Right? I used to wear cowboy hats with, you know, to match my clothes. And I was a bad motherfucker. Like, real talk. Anybody that know me know I wear the hell out of one of them hats. I still wear hats, but I haven't. I just don't wear it like how I used to. But I'm talking, I was 159 pounds, six feet tall, wearing six inch heels, right? And I would go get custom made dresses or find some weird ass shirt or gown or something in a strip, a, like a designer strip, um, strip boutique, you know, a stripper boutique. And I would put that together with a cowboy hat, some regular, you know, like cute little pants or something. And some dope-ass, you know, boots and heels, you know. And this is how I would dress. So, I, you know, I initially, you know, I had this, it was like a cow print hat, (laughs) right? And I had a cow print shirt. And, uh, you know, I I had on some Enzo's. My shoes was Enzo's and, you know, my... uh, my little regular slacks and shit. So we we go out. Everybody looking sexy, right? Everybody looking sexy. I had some mean-ass cowboy hats. But everybody outside looking sexy. All right? And at this time, I had a little crush, right? And my crush was at the Anchor Bar. This place is called the Anchor Bar. All right? So I'm at the Anchor Bar. And... um we got on our little outfits, and this is before we went um, downtown to Hugo's. <laughs> right now, we at, uh, we at the Anchor, just, you know, getting our first set of drinks in. So I go in, my crush comes in. I'm not saying no names, but he know who he is because he remember that night. <laughs> but my crush comes in, right, all drunk and shit, already drunk. Why you walking in the bar drunk? I don't know, but he don't know that I have a crush on him, <laughs> okay? So he comes in. Me and my homegirls, we chilling. We everybody dancing and carrying on. And in New Jersey, y'all know our club music is the shit. Okay, so we got pick me up. 
up. That shit playing, right? Right? Pick me up. Oh, won't you pick me? Brighter days, right? So we we in there getting it in. Everybody, oop, oh, ah, we having a ball. So my crush decides that he wants to dance. Now, this is one of the reasons that I was like so head over heels for this dude, right? So he takes his little leather jacket off, looking all sexy and shit. And he get to spinning around and he dancing and he doing his little crazy legs and all this shit, right? Locking it up, doing the stolen car. Like he just getting it in, right? With this burgundy leather jacket. He dancing his ass off. So I'm like, damn, I want to go out there and dance with him so bad, right? I want to go so bad. And something was telling me like, you know, um, you could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go ask him, could you dance? Like, I ain't never been shy, right? So I'm like, no, nah, I don't really want to go and ask this man to dance. So mind you, we smoking at the bar. Everybody is smoking something, right? So I got my cigarettes and, and I'm also like champing the black and mild. I'm about to smoke some of that. And I'm like, I got my um Long Island iced tea. We sitting there, we about to, you know, I'm ready to get up. Why the fuck my beautiful white pants that went with my cowboy shirt? Why I drop the black and mild cherry right on the crotch of my fucking pants, y'all? Let me tell y'all something. I ain't never been so hurt in my goddamn life, y'all. I wanted to get up and dance with this dude. He was killing the dance floor, y'all. I'm talking about killing the dance floor. And all I had to do was get my monkey ass up and go to the dance floor so he could swing me around. Right? But no, 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 no. I had to get some more of that goddamn... I had to get some of that black and mild after I put my cigarette out. And that big ass cherry fell off the black and mild because whoever was tapping the damn thing, and I want to say it was poopy, okay shout out to poopy i want to say it was poopy that didn't pack it all away so it was kind of loose and the damn thing um the cherry came off now i'm the one started the champion i know i didn't finish champing it because i was still smoking my cigarette and i had my eyes locked on boo so this the fucking cherry popped off of the damn black and mild and fell on the crotch of my pants it just looked so gross now mind you the pants are white the cherry put a burn mark on there but it was sitting on the top part of the, the, the pants longer than I had anticipated because I didn't know I dropped it at first and I couldn't feel anything burning me. So I, I noticed like some smoke shooting straight up in my nose. I'm like, what the fuck? What's that? I looked down and my fucking pants is burning. I said, oh, shit. <sighs> if this ain't an omen. <laughs> so... I, I knock the cherry off or whatever. I run to the bathroom all the way in the back. Got to go all the way around past the dance floor to get there. So I go to the damn bathroom to check my pants. There's a whole hole in it. So now I got to pull my shirt down. So Because like the shirt kind of curved downward. But I ain't have it that way. I had it tied up like around my belly. So I had to undo the tie and let the shirt hang in the front. So that you couldn't see the fucking burn mark. I was hurt to my heart. That's the first time that I wore white pants in a long time. And I realized that night that white pants just are not for me and I don't ever need to wear them ever again and I did not I did not wear white pants ever again since then and I don't think I ever will my colors have become black blue and burgundy and gray (laughs) okay no more white pants for me because I could have been I could have been married (laughs) y'all man my crush was dancing his ass off oh I was so hurt but I ended up not, you know, 
going out to the dance floor and I ended I left my my little outfit on yes I was I was young and you couldn't see it with the thing tied up so we still went to Hugo's on the east end and you know finished out our night I never got to dance with my crush and then when I got to Hugo's I never danced when I got there either because I was afraid somebody was going to see my pants so I just let it go but yeah there's another story about my mishaps with fucking smoking it has changed my life. Smoking has probably changed the course of my life maybe over a hundred times in my entire lifetime. Like, uh, if I was going to go left, smoking caused me to go right. You know, little things like that changes how your future is going to, you know, happen. And I think when we look at it for what it really truly is, like, you guys, smoking can really change the path of your life in so many ways. Um... It really can. Like, uh, I'll uh, I give you another short story. When I first came down here to the South, it was about, like, 10, almost 10 years ago. And um, I, I used to like running at Hyatt Park. Well, not Hyatt Park. I'm sorry, Hopkins Park. I would run, just run around a track right now. This is even with smoker's lungs, right? I would just, well, I don't even think I ever had smoker's lungs. I just was a smoker. But I used to be running around the track. And I'd probably do a good lap you know, before I got tired. Now, on some occasions, I could do two laps, but I had to have somebody running with me for me to push to do that. But one lap is my major, and I would do that at a pace. I wasn't jogging, I was running. So, you know, I'd run, and i probably walk four laps. So, there was this one guy um, who was a, a, he was a, a coach for the, uh, the little football team at that park. And he wasn't married. He was single. He didn't have no kids. And he um he was co he was like co coach or something for the team. Now this man was so fine, y'all. I mean, he was so fucking fine. It's ridiculous. But he was built like a brick shit house. Like, and he was so sweet. And um, obviously he wasn't a smoker. You know what I mean? And you know he did a, a couple of laps with me around the thing and just talking to him. And learning the little bit that I learned and seeing how our chemistry was just having the conversation, I was so overjoyed um, just having this conversation. And then before the night, like before it was time for me to leave, I decided to sit outside on the bench right near the door so I could smoke me a cigarette, right? If you could see the look on this man's face when he was coming out, he was getting ready to come out to talk to me. He was bringing bringing me something to drink. I didn't know he was bringing me something to drink. He went in there to the vending machine to get us both something to drink, which I thought was so sweet because he didn't say anything to me. He was just going to get two bottles of water. So I'm sitting down, I'm smoking my cigarette, and when he came to the door, he, like, paused and just looked, and he tried to hide it, but I could see the disgust in his face. It was just like, ew, you smoke? You know, he didn't say anything, though. He was so, so respectful. But he he comes out, he passes me the water, and instead, now, you know of a man going to go get you some water and he didn't tell you he, he was coming to sit down and chit-chat right now. He came out with a bottle of water and while I'm smoking my cigarette, I'm like plucking it on the other side of me and shit, trying to hide it. But he passed me the water and he was like, I thought you might have wanted something to drink, so I grabbed you something or whatever. He's like, I'll talk to you later. And he kept it pumping. Smoking has changed the course of my life, y'all. I can honestly say that at that moment, like I felt, it's one of those moments where your mind is going to tell you 
to either accept that this is what's going to happen to you over and over and over again and just don't give a fuck about it or don't accept this happening over and over again and make changes and at that moment I made the choice to accept that that was going to happen over and over and over again and that I was just going to have to deal with that you know and that's not how my how I should have been I should have been more privy to thinking that um I I wasn't going to accept the disgust (laughs) you know I was going to make some changes but I didn't at that time um and I probably should have but I didn't um because I've noticed the quality of people you know (laughs) not saying that you're of bad quality when you smoke but the quality that comes from an individual that does have good sense that does not smoke is different it really is different there's a different type of uh, care. There's a different type of conversation. There's a different type of psychology that comes with a person that doesn't need that to fulfill a need or to fulfill a void. There's something else that that they can do, you know, and just having general conversation, a hug that don't smell like burnt cardboard or a kiss that doesn't stink on your mustache, like little things like that are sexy, you know? So just 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 thinking about it y'all like smoking has changed the, the course of my life and it might be extreme you know that I think that way but ultimately can you guys think of anything that might be different if you wasn't smoking you know I would love to hear those stories you know and the non-smoking journey to be honest with you if you want to tell what your journey would be or if you want to tell how you feel about people that smoke or that smoke if you're a non-smoker um I would love to invite you on the show so we can discuss that you know let the people know you know take some surveys and see you know what it does it change the course of your life like ultimately you know um because I feel like it changed mine you know and I'm I'm hoping that I'm I'm faced with a better quality of existence by quitting, you know. Um, But for me, we're in August going into September, y'all. It's official. Smoking is no longer a part of my life um, personally. So there you have it. (laughs) So until next time, you guys, peace and love.